I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Ausbiz and it is time for the call on this Friday, the last one of the week where... We uh, take 10 stocks that you suggest. We put them under the microscope with our expert, shall I call them our expert celebrity panel <laughs> on, a, uh, on a Friday. Jumbay Lou from Tribeca Capital. Jumbay, good to see you again. Good to see you. Adam Dawes, a man from Shoreham Partners. Adam, how are you? You're really just, well. You're just limbering up. Absolutely. You're ready for, ready for a big hour ahead of us. Absolutely. We've got a lot of stocks to get through. Uh, how's your week been? It's been really busy. What have you been focusing on? Uh, it's a couple of corporate stuff, a couple right. of corporate things that we've been doing. Uh, it's just keeping an eye on this damn election. Yeah. I think it's been preoccupying the news headlines, preoccupying clients' portfolio, or you know what's going to happen, how's this all yeah. going to work. So I can't wait for it to be over, yeah. to be honest. Jumbay, does it play into your investment strategy, what's happening in the US? Absolutely. Everyone's watching it. The market's watching it. You know, market sold off almost 7% heading into the election. Now it's rallying back. And at the same time, we've got China and Australia. Political tension seems to be getting worse. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's a fun week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is so much going on. And then, of course, the Reserve Bank, which, That's right, yeah. which wasn't just a cut in interest rates. Was all the other things they were doing? Yeah. And, That's right. Keep um, the interest rate low for longer and make oh. the borrowing costs very, very low. Mm. Like uh, the year of cheap money is going to be around for the next three years, so mm. you can't get an interest return on your money. So why not borrow in good assets and and go and start investing, take advantage of it? You've got certainty for three years. Absolutely, it's unheard of. Absolutely, and that's why you look at the equity market; it's so well supported yeah. because yeah. they all they're offering higher dividend, they're offering higher growth, and then they're all premium yeah. assets. With you can just borrow cheap money to get those assets. It's just yeah. incredible. Yeah, I've yeah, never known right. before where the group that sets interest rates says we're not going to move them for three years. I don't think they're ever going to go to negative, and that's the problem. We're we're pretty much there now, yeah. you know. So ten basis points away, or something like that. So you know, I don't think Australia's psychology has ever had the ability to go into <laughs> negative interest rates. I don't think the normal Australian understands that. There's no logic. I think globally, I don't know if they actually worked it out. What does negative interest rate mean, like yeah. for the long term? I agree, and no. and hence why the banks haven't passed it on. I I knew that. Well, we pretty much knew that the bank wasn't yeah. going to pass that on, mm. and and. Down here, I think the RBA potentially might have jumped a little bit too early. I mean, there's been a bit, a bit of press speculation about them, you know, going too early. The economy has started to recover. Did they really need to cut interest rates? Yeah. So, uh, you know, it was an interesting one. I don't think they'll uh, do anything December, and I think they meet back in February. Yeah. So we've, we've got a, a couple of But they can't squib on it. They can't in a year's time say, we're going to put up rates if they've 
Can they not? Uh, Where no, it's fixed they, they for three to. years. Exactly, that's absolutely right. I don't think they will because they changed the way they set the inflation expectations, same yeah, as correct, the Fed. Correct. So they're saying we're going to target employment instead of inflation. inflation. Yeah. Yeah. So previously it's like inflation goes above this and we're going to put up rates. Yeah. But now it's like, you know what, it can go yeah. above that. But as long as our employment um, is at the right level. So essentially means high inflation, running the economy a little bit hotter, hotter. and, yeah. um, you know, let, yeah. let it go. <laughs> But just uh, as you've been talking, I've been thinking we should do a special next week sometime on if you had, if you could borrow a hundred thousand dollars, go out and borrow a hundred thousand dollars. What portfolio would you build around it? There you go. Oh, that would be really interesting. That's yeah. right. Absolutely. Yeah, what would yeah. you do? I'd be in on that one. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah it would absolutely. be interesting because you know for years everyone's been saying get out of debt, get out of debt, get out of debt. Yeah, I'm so saying. Now, get in debt, mm. but the right sort of debt. Yeah. This could be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to absolutely. build a portfolio. Exactly, absolutely. And also, don't forget, um, the experience over the last 15 years in globally and everything, because the debt's been so cheap globally, people have been putting on debt. And then the policymaker knows that they can't put up the rates yeah. because there's so much debt in the system. So that means it's going to remain low for a very long time. And on the other side, you know, inflation is, is it really coming back. I'm not so sure because yeah. it was going down before the COVID. Correct. So Correct. it's going to take a long time okay. before it returns. I'll follow that in the next week or so. All right. Uh, before we get into your stocks, uh, let's do our stock of the day. We've, we sort of had a, a bent towards the big banks uh, this week because they've all reported. Macquarie has uh, come out now and uh, copped a 32% hit to first year uh, first half profits. Uh, group refusing to provide any guidance as the pandemic chews into those first halves, uh, cutting its half yearly dividend to $1.35 a share. On the upside, the group's $985 million net profit still came in ahead of the forecast decline of 35%. Impairments, $450 million. Bank saying overall FY21 profitability uncertain, making short-term forecasting extremely difficult. Shumbay, number one, what did you think of the result and what do you think of the stock? Uh, I think the result is actually pretty good, in my view. Um, they actually meet their uh, previous guidance. So they have downgraded a, few, a month ago or so, and the share price collapsed, and they're now recovered. So they meet the guidance. And I actually look at across all the annuity businesses. They all look pretty strong. And these are the business uh, annuity, as in every year you have similar income, and they have pretty good growth there. Yeah. Um, now, capital markets <laughs> obviously had a fantastic year mm. um, because of all the M&A activities that's happening, yeah. or capital raising and things. Um, that's probably just a little bit off in nature but all in all I think it's a good result um, and it bodes really well for the next you know the recovery um, in future years right. um, and over the long term really uh, it is well leveraged to low interest rate because of infrastructure assets and the like um, it's well leveraged to the global ESG focus um, and because they got a lot of fun looking to renewables and things um, and you know I just think it's a, it's a great uh, it's probably one of the best bank um, you know in okay. the world to be exposed and to a, a buy at these levels it's a buy, it's a buy yeah I'm Adam. glad we agree on this yeah. one. Definitely, it's a buy. Um, you know, uh, Macquarie is very, very good at uh, at their results um, under promising, but then over delivering yeah. at, at, at the end of the of the year or the half and, and things like that. I think this one, a 32% fall. I mean, you know, it's our biggest investment bank here in Australia. Uh, I think you know, if you've got global growth on your mind, and certainly, hopefully, global growth does pick up, Macquarie is certainly a place to be. 
But you also look at that, they paid a $1.35 dividend compared to $2.50 last year. Still okay, still paid a dividend, so I think that's fine. Um, but $447 million in credit impairments. Now, if you compare that to the big four banks, which had billions of dollars yep. of yep. impairments, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this is a well-structured bank. It you know, might be a little bit pricey up here, but it, it warrants that premium, and, and it's a buy. So, just still... Are you still avoiding the big four? I don't know if I'm avoiding them. I think the big four metrics have started to change, and we've seen that in the market over the last sort of week to two weeks. Is there's a little bit of love, a little bit of buying starting to go back into these things. So um, for me, it's Commonwealth Bank and then Westpac are my two favourites. Okay, Jumbay, are you touching the big four? Uh, Yeah. So uh, so what's happening in the last uh, two months or so? um, The dynamics changing for them. So underlying uh, momentum looks a little bit better on a twelve month view, and the dividend on the twelve month view look pretty good. So most of the fund managers out there with a index as a benchmark, they're probably all taking the bank now into the benchmark size. So hold the same amount Mm. of um, banks compared to the actual benchmark Um, because we're not yet that positive, but it's kind of somewhere in the neutral space. Okay. In 12 months, it probably looks better. Okay. All right. Uh, let's get in. So a yes for Macquarie uh, from both Jumbay and Adam there. Let's get into the first of uh, the stocks you want us to take a look at. And uh, Jumbay, Aaron wants a view on Sky City Entertainment. This is the, uh, uh, the New Zealand-based um, casino operator. Also has the Adelaide Casino as well, does it? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So um, it was kind of a reopening play um, and um, it's on a pretty good dividend yield. Yeah. For me to hold, um, I much prefer to play it through Star um, simply because it, look, it's cheaper and then uh, there's a lot more valuation upside yeah. and more premium asset in my view. So, you know, if you play that reopening theme, I think Star is definitely the place to go. Okay. And doesn't have any of the... Um, crown issue. Crown issues. <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I actually think Crown at some point are worth looking at as a ah. deep value play because it has... What, like, for its property or asset. what? what it's, been oh, look, like, it's been smashed. For its asset, look at the license. Look, if it loses license, yeah. it's, it's gone. So yeah. there's a bit of binary um, outcome, but everything has a price, right? The, yeah. This company, you know, the US casino was trying to buy it um, previously. And, uh, you know, it, the, the, the asset is very premium. It's Baranguru um, asset is going to open by December. Yep. Um, and I think it will do really well. And so, of course, there's political uncertainty. Well, whether they get the license, that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, but it just, it's in that really deep value territory. So um, yeah. be mindful of m and And they're certainly making ways. hard decisions on board makeup, yeah. governance. Oh, they, they have, have a lot of issues. They have a lot of issues. Absolutely. Look, it's not a clean play, um, you know, but it's just something that for deep value investors, it's time to start looking at. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think there's going to be more consolidation, mergers and acquisitions in the casino space. Um, we've seen that already uh, with um, uh, Caesars taking over William Hill. You know, they're looking for that kind of online side of things. There is going to be more of those mergers and acquisitions. Certainly Crown is in the box seat because it is obviously more of a global name. Sky City, on the other hand, look probably won't get taken out. Uh, it's got too small of those assets. Um, they did say that they uh, won't be paying a dividend for this interim, for this half. So they're going to review that. Uh, they are basically saying that their guidance uh, is, is going to be um, pretty much the same or they've give, already given guidance. So there's not, not too much going on there. On the chart, it doesn't look too bad. I mean, there is some value there, as, as Jumbo says. They, you know, there is potential for this thing to move to the upside a little bit. It is trading quite solidly. So... Look, um, no dividend, it's a hold for me as well. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't put a buy on it unless you start to see the sector starting to move and then right. mm. it'll be crown first. 
then you'll start to see these smaller players. I like Star as well. I think that's a really good player. And then these smaller ones will start to move with it. Okay. Yeah. What's interesting though, even though with the lockdown and everything, you're actually seeing gaming momentum coming back really quickly. The minute it's open, people straight back into yeah. those properties. Okay. Because, you know, people being locked in the thing, they, they've been buying online and everything, but they want entertainment. So, yeah. um, you know, casino is like an entertainment venue. So they flop back really quickly. So um, I actually think if you play reopening, these assets will, you know, will right. reach for capacity pretty quickly. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you for that, Aaron. Now, Fran, 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 Fran. You want a view on Seek? This is yes. a prickly one. This is uh, <laughs> good that you brought it up. Of course, Seek is the employment, education, and um, uh, online business. The the employment version of car sales and realestate.com. Um, it's been um, had a stellar rise and. Um, and also the founders, highly regarded uh, in the market, of course, um, but they're now being targeted by a, a, an offshore a group that's really challenging its China assets, which were seen as a jewel in the crown of seeking its expansion overseas. Now that's been challenged by a group called Blue Walker, who are saying it's not a jewel in the crown, it's a dud, and there's some funny stuff going on there. So. Uh, it's really been an interesting focus, Adam, hasn't it? I've been asked to comment on this about four times this week and I've said yeah. no. So this is my first comment right, okay. in the public <laughs> about this one because I think it's too prickly and I think I've got I think we've all got to be a little bit careful about what yep. he's done, what Blue Orca said and, and what's going on. So first of all, shorters. If they are gonna throw some mud, mud is gonna stick somewhere along the line. Yep. Yeah, you throw enough mud at a wall, something's gonna stick. And that's what yep. they like to do. They've already been, they're already short on this one. They've got their position already set, yep. and then they put their report out. So okay. they, they, they have potentially made some money. Secondly thing to this is, it is about PR. And it's about how the company then responds back to Blue Walker. Yep. Now remember Blue Walker did Quintus, Blue Walker did Blue, Blue Sky. Sky. And both of those companies are not trading on the ASX anymore. Or maybe Blue right. Sky is Blue Sky, uh, partly. No, partly. they got taken out. Did so they? Or yeah. some of their property assets might have got out. Yeah. So just remember, these guys actually do their homework before they go ahead and do that. Right. So they, in other words, they set their investment position first 100%, 100%. and then throw mud at the company to force the share price down so they Correct. can make a profit yep, on the way down. So they've got a vested interest in the whole thing. That's right. So... Now, you look at that and you say, well, they really shouldn't be throwing mud because yep. that's, you know, but in a highly regulated market like Australia, it's perfect because we, we if anything, you know, mud to stick, then our ASX is going to put these guys into trading halt, please explain, and, and we're in a highly regulated, so it works. Sometimes it doesn't work in the Chinese market because there's potentially a, lot, a little bit more corruption and things like yep. that going on. So. Um, with this one, 48% of revenue is uh, the Chinese platform yep. that's coming from it. Now, that's a fair bit of revenue. It's potentially so coming almost to half the business. Half the business, yep. right? And the two things that they said that was fake resumes were getting written as well as fake jobs were being put out yep. on, online. So all of a sudden, I think Seek has done well to combat it and that's that PR exercise that they've come through. Albeit the response was fairly flimsy from my point of view. It was a couple of pages where Blue Orca was very much, you know, had a full document putting towards that. So I think only time will tell. The stock has rebounded back and it is so currently sitting around that $22, $22.28 mark at the moment. Uh, for me, I, I wouldn't be touching it. I think it's too hot uh, at yep. the moment and I'd, I'd like to see Seek come out with a really good response to, this, uh, to these claims and allegations and that would give me some more confidence to go back into the stock. 
I'm not sure if I should take uh, Adam's advice that on not to <laughs> not to uh, you know have too much of a, um, you know tilt at whichever way. Um, you probably can tell very quickly with what I say whether I'm a shareholder or not. Um, I think that Blue Oak, uh, their report um, was um, quite a big part of it was not well thought of. Um, quite especially in their first comeback, the response um, it was they they missed some of the detail that Seek has consistently been providing to to the market in terms yeah. of the debt and cash. So um, you know if you're going to put out a report, make sure all the facts are correct. Yeah. Now. In terms of fake resume and things, look, this is China. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Doing business in China, like, and mm -hmm. and um, you know, it's uh, it's part part of doing business in China, pretty much that you deal with those uh, quite regularly. And we know that um, China HR and a couple of those online uh, online businesses, they all have those. But oh. the thing is, how do you manage them, right? So, um, Seek actually, Xiaoping actually has been one of the best one in terms of that matrix right. uh, matrix compared to the others. So. Look, this is doing business in China. It's very different from markets like Australia. You know, you don't come up with a fake. And they're just the amount of people that yeah. is there. Yeah, so yeah, sheer she, numbers. That's yeah. right, sheer numbers. And uh, so Xiaoping actually has done okay on that front. Um, and, um, you know, and then the uh, another thing, yeah, in terms of debt and in terms of cash flow, um, the reason Seek has a complex debt structure over there is because they want to be able to pull cash out, right? So they have the cash sitting outside and borrow within the China structure. Okay. Otherwise, you yeah. can't get the capital out. So, you know, and... Yeah. and Certainly have experienced that. That's right. So that, that that's the it. AFL. Yeah, that's right. So um, you know, it's a, it's the structure. So look, they um, uh, my view is that Seek is a well-managed business, and China is important for them. But the um, the core business um, is going through that uh, rejuvenation, really, because right. as the reopening, the jobs improving, and you know the turnover and things. So the core business will do well, and the China thing will pass. So um, you know, I I was a buyer when the share price fell, and I think the management that they, they put out uh, the statement was very brief. Uh, mm. I agree, mm. but the strategy was to rather than putting everything very detailed and for the for them to counter every point they were calling up all the investors and analysts and explaining and asking you know more engagement asking what is your issue we can try right. and explain and see if you can understand and that's why share so price rather than back. answer to blue walker who's in the put, public documents yeah yeah just go to each of the investors and exactly say, forget them they're not interested in our future you are we will Let's talk reveal to, you. It to you. Exactly. So remember the corporate travel when they had the issue. So oh. to and fro, there's a lot of um, detail, yeah. you know, yeah, thing. It rather it than become, do it publicly. A slanging match. Exactly. Yeah. So I think they managed the well, but look, you know, it is a risk, absolutely. Mm. Um, but I just felt it's it is a quality company that you know I I yeah, yeah I thought there was a buying opportunity. And a good board, uh, Paul and Andrew Bassett, highly yeah. regarded, yep. uh, the two founders of the organisation, Blue Walker putting. Valuing it at seven dollars twenty a share, just put as low as possible. I know, <laughs> I know. Put a low number, and that sort of, to me, just as an outsider, sort of goes to the credibility of the report. Are you in it to, to have a report that reveals new information, or just bash this stock? down to the lowest level so you've made the most money out of it. I think Seek is an easy, uh, I can see why Seek is an easy target because um, they have invested so much money into new ventures yeah. um, and you know a few years ago I thought that was um, you know that was a short really um, yeah. but then I you know come to learn and a lot of those businesses actually started making quite good becoming having quite good scale so right. Seek is actually one of the classified business with the biggest potential in terms of future growth yeah. and they managed to make something out of China so look it's still at that crossroad before you see the return but I can see why it was an easy I just, target. I, I, I don't accept the excuse just because it's China like I just can't mm. like you know you 
you, as a business being Seek, a regulated business on the ASX has to understand mm. what they're getting into. And, you know, yes, uh, you know, it was a little bit flimsy and I was a bit concerned about that. I didn't know that they were calling up the analysts. Mm. How is every Ausbiz person supposed to get that call as well? So, you know, it, it does put a, a big cloud around mm. the stock and obviously fund managers hold a lot more than probably retail does. So that, mm. that's understandable. And the stock has rebounded. So I don't think the market thinks there's a lot of validity in a lot of right. what a Blue Orca has said. Mm. But I, I, you know, I'd really like to see that document come out from Seek to really sort of make sure that it mm. makes the market feel comfortable it's nearly half of their revenue. So it is a big chunk mm. of what they're doing. Mm. So it does still put a cloud around it and it does make it hard for Seek to then move higher or to mm. move up. Yep. Um, yeah, perhaps Good, good buying opportunity, no doubt at 19 mm. or whatever it got down to, like it was a good opportunity. So would you be buying now at 22? Or you got I, in there? Yeah, yeah got, we're, got, we're going here. Look, I just saw a short-term opportunity. Right. and okay. um, But I think I agree with you. Like, it's more transparency. and then. Yep. But I think mm-hmm. they're probably waiting for the result and yeah. AGM, you know, all of that, just Very to provide cool. more information. Yeah, okay. All right, uh, Fran, there you go. You opened up a can of worms there, which <laughs> we knew it would, but it's really <laughs> worth discussing because yeah. it's a stock that's held by a lot of people. All right, um, Adam, Sam uh, wants a view on Star Pharma, yep. the, uh, the biotech uh, business. They recently raised $45 million uh, through a share placement. So they uh, basically turn a lot of drugs into nasal sprays as their sort of technologies, yeah. uh, one of their the, technologies. Yeah, one of their technologies. But they've basically, um, they, they came to the market with a, um, a Viva gel, which was a gel that went over condoms to stop sexually transmitted diseases. Right. And that's a massive market yeah. uh, across. And for that, then they've moved into those clinical fails tri- phase trials. And, and that's really one of their biggest uh, um, products that they've got. But the, the Dendrima technology that they have, which is like a scaffolding technology that they can use to then bolt on different drugs, nasal sprays, uh, yep. crop management, uh, all of these kinds of things, the technology that they've got is actually very world class. Right. So it is a really good little business. It does um, really, and you can see by the chart, it really doesn't do too much. Um, you know, For me, it's a hold. I think any kind of... Uh, biotech is, is is it's either a binary outcome. Is it mm-hmm. does technology work? Yes or no? And then the stock price follows that. Yeah. So for me, it's 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 too high risk. And I've been in for clients with biotechs before, and always got my fingers burnt. <laughs> so I'm not. I, I've learned from my mistakes, and uh, you know, I'd rather see FDA approval, the stock's going to rally, and then I mm. buy some because right. then it's all about revenue moving yeah. forward. Yeah, so yeah. it's not about the technology. So for me, it's it's a great little business. Got some really good stuff there. Um, but for me, it's a hold. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a hold for me as well. Yeah. Uh, I think that Viva Gel does un- give them uh, a near-term earnings and cash flow so they can fund uh, the clinical study for the other um, product that's potentially yeah. coming. So the risk on the downside probably s- small, but still, um, you know, you need the other to be approved before you have the blue sky, yeah, right? Because, so, yeah. um, and the Viva Gel, I remember, you used to be, you know, the, when they were developing that Viva Gel, the, they thought that market is going to be amazing. You know, they put on to... I think they had agreement with Ansel as well at the yep. time. Yeah. yeah, they thought, oh, it'd be, you know, who wouldn't want this? You know, you put on a condom and it would be just perfect. Um, and then you speak to Ansel once they launched it. Ansel said, actually, it's it's pretty hard to market that thing because. Um, you know, which market do you market to? Because the, the fact you put um, uh, the anti-viral um, um, things around condom, yeah, yeah. you know, 
the, the girl don't like it, um, you know, yeah. because what do you say? You know, how, how do you market that? Mm. Yeah. Um, it's like, what do you say about your partner when you use that? You think they might have virus? So, you know, it's a, it's, yeah. it's a thing, it's very difficult to market. So they actually found... I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> it was, but isn't it, was, it interesting? I mean, it you doesn't sell. It business-wise, but then customers... It's like, well, yeah, why would totally you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it wasn't selling. So I'm not sure what's happening now, but I'm right. sure they, they found the right way to market that. But uh, <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, Rajesh wants a view, uh, Jumbay, on integrated uh, research. This is a, uh, an enterprise software where business, big customers, 95% uh, of its revenue from overseas uh, across mm. 60 countries. Um, one of these... Um, software platforms that helps governments and big business does that bring all their technology together mm, that's right so it's a good business um, and uh, the, the main thing is that the contract can be lumpy um, and because mm. uh, they're really large contracts so um, the timing of it and the quantity of it is never clear so um, so the share price sort of move around with that uh, for me it's probably a hold um, it is a cheap end of the tech spectrum so if you treat it because it's software so if you treat it as tech it's uh, actually much much cheaper um, but it just it, it's very lumpy share price may do nothing until until you know a year later they win win a big contract. So, uh, right. but if you want to take a long term view, um, you know it's it, it's fine. It's reasonably defensive as well. Right. Okay. Mm. But a hold from you, Adam. Yeah, a hold from me as well. Liquidity is the issue really mm. for me on this one. It's it, it doesn't trade a lot uh, already today. Uh, Ninety two thousand shares traded. So, for anyone with a fund manager looking at this thing, it would take them weeks to get set on a mm. minimum kind of majorly, and that would then definitely push this or support the share price one way or another. So. Um, yeah, liquidity is a big thing for me. So yeah, I, I think uh, a hold, um, right. if, if anything. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, Martin wants a view on uh, Centre Group, which is the uh, the owner of the, the Westfield Shopping Centres here in Australia, or, or most of them. Uh, interestingly, they just put out a report in the um, in the last week or two that uh, rental they've reached rental agreements with eighty nine percent of its retailers. Uh, ahead of the Christmas holiday season, that um, they've got a code of conduct um, with their uh, with their tenants, um, sort of good faith leasing principles. So, because um, a lot of their tenants took them on and absolutely. said, absolutely, absolutely, you're charging too much. And look, you know, when you've got a portfolio occupancy of sort of ninety eight percent, and then you've only got rental agreements for sort of eighty nine percent, yeah. Sort of, there's a little bit of disconnect, but I think it's going in the right direction. Right. It's sort of where, where I, I, I guess I, I prefer uh, online businesses versus the, the retail side of things. But trying to get people to sell Centre Group or their old Westfield stock is impossible. Right? right. Yeah, impossible. They, 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 they just love it. So I, I, I struggle. Right. Well... It's history. It's oh, yeah. uh, they they walk past Pitt Street Mall, or they walk past Rundle Mall, or they walk past uh, you know in Victoria. You know, yeah. it, it's Collins Street. It, it's there. They can see it. They can touch it. They can feel it potentially. And this is a retail mind. This is not the institutional side of things. This is a retail mind that they really they, they just they like it because they can see it and they understand it. Even though the founders said, "No, nah, I want to get out and, and take water the profits." That would have been the top <laughs> of the market. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, wasn't it? Lowy did so well on that. The family did so well on that. Um, you know, it's it split into two. Unibail Damco is a no from me. There, there, there's no mm. way I touch that. They're the overseas ones. Correct. Mm. That's, yep. that's the UK, uh, European, and and uh, US assets. This is this is the uh, Australian and New Zealand side centre group. So. I think it's um, a little bit of um, a canary in the coal mine 
So in other words, you can start to see recovery starting to happen, but yeah. it's still quite slow. And I haven't been a fan of any of the REITs or any of the on uh, these retail physical stores for a while now. Um, so it's a hold for me because uh-huh. I just can't see this tension going away anytime soon. You might say it's a play for that recovery, but there's probably way better stocks to play for that recovery. Right. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So individual retailers rather than the landlords. Yeah, you, or you yeah, Jave. I mean, you know, you go Jave, Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman. That'd be even better. Or, yeah. or even um, the online guys. I think yeah. that's what, that's the way the world's going, and that that's that's pretty much where you should be putting your investment dollars as well, where that okay. volume is going to go. It's one of those days we're going to go opposite. Uh, yes. <laughs> one of those days. So uh, to me, look, I like retailers too, but look at where the share price is. This one's yeah. almost half the price of what it was 12 months yeah. ago or just before COVID hits, right? So we think, yes, there will be some pressure on the retail rents, uh, but with the interest rate so low, these are sort of assets that will um, increase significantly with lower interest rate because, you know, like property, mm. things go up, right? So yeah. this one in 12 months, it will double. Right. And the, the risk is very little because of um, the reopening in Australia and New Zealand. You know, right. our caseload is better and the lower interest rate and the mere, uh, the sheer asset backing of the business. The trading at still close to 50, 40-50% discount to its uh, net asset value, even if you assume some asset value should go down we'll because be of the retail, yeah, because of retail rent and everything. Over the next even, that, years. even that, That's if huge. you look at the discount, <laughs> look at where the retailers are trading. You know, the retailers, we all know it's going to have a great Christmas. We all know. We all think it's going to have a great Christmas <laughs> yes. and they will be cycling all that bushfire and, you know, all that, all that disruption. But the share price are, you know, at all time highs, a lot of them. And some of the cheaper retailers are trading at top end, through the top end of their trading range. Mm. And some of those profits are not, um, you know, recurring. So, you know, next year when cycling, this is going to be tough. Right. Next 12 months, the retail is going to be really tough in 2021. Uh, whereas this business is actually on the way up. So for me, I hold both. And I just think this one is a value idea. I've had some in my portfolio. You know, I have probably 20, 25% of my portfolio in those sort of reopening right. value yeah. ideas. That, yeah, that okay. Will, so yeah. is this the premium shopping centre so or, this is, or, or retail for you? Yeah, so shopping centres, I stay in this one. You can go down the spectrum, the vicinity. Yes. That one actually has bigger exposure to Melbourne. So there's potentially more upside, but they have raised equity. So there right. is a level where they go to. Um, so, so so my view is that, yeah, you know, I stick to the quality and um, uh, in terms of retail. And I think right. next little while, perhaps the property trust may well come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you want to, because M&A will start picking up in this sector yeah. as well. Money so, is too so cheap. the six of the 11 11th. Mm. Yep, double. 21. I made a note of that too. <laughs> That's right, put that down. Double. The share price double. at the moment is 239. <laughs> More you're than on. double. You're on. Okay. Yes, you're on. on. Right. Done. Well, we'll remember this. Case, case of wine. Case of wine. Oh, what, are you two, are you putting yes. a case Champagne of wine on Champagne and Dom. So All right, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, let's okay, do it. Let's go on the show. All right, let's uh, recap uh, our first five stocks. Uh, plus a stock of the day, uh, Macquarie Bank, a buy from Bojumbe and uh, and Adam, a hold on Sky City, uh, Star is a better alternative um, from both of them to uh, Sky City, um, Seek, uh, well run business, being hammered, a lot of questions about it at the moment, just wait and see how the dust settles um, on Seek, uh, Star Farmer, a hold from both. Integrated research, a hold from both. And uh, in terms of centre group, a no from Adam 
and a yes from Jumbay saying it will double in 12 months. <laughs> so get on to your broker. All right. <laughs> Here on the call, of course, we have our own portfolio. We've been tracking since the 1st of July. Any stock like Macquarie Bank, which is in the calls portfolio, um, and if it comes up again, it's still got to get a, a yes from both our our experts to stay in the portfolio. If it doesn't, it comes out. And um, so let's check on how that portfolio's uh, going for the last week. It's up one and a half for the month, four and a half percent, and since the first of July, up fifteen and a quarter percent. If you want to take a look at the um, the portfolio, some of the recent additions. Uh, Happen, and we did a as a result of the ETF special uh, we did with Andrew Whelan and uh, Adam here. Where a couple of ETFs have gone in recently: the Global Technology, the Video Gaming and Esports ETF, well. China New Economy, and Property Securities Index. A um, couple that have gone out: Link Administration and Novonix have gone out, and you can check all of the uh, stocks in the portfolio. Go to Ausbiz co forward slash portfolio and uh, we'll keep uh, tracking what's going on with the calls portfolio on a regular basis um, also if you want to catch up with the latest that's um, happened during the day in business and finance in your inbox 5 30 every afternoon Nadine and Scuddy do the whole wrap-up uh, it's called the COB subscribe at osbiz.co slash join and it's uh, in your inbox at 5.30 in the afternoon. And uh, be sure to stay tuned later this afternoon for a whole lot more interviews coming up. Let's take a look. You know what we do here at Osby's when the cameras stop rolling? We talk about markets. And a little bit of sport. But mostly markets. Because we love finance and we think it's fun. So every Friday, we're keeping the cameras on and we'd love you to join us for a drink and chat. We'll catch up with all the Ausbiz regular guests and the odd special guests as well. Yes, we speak to some of Australia's best winemakers, brewers and distillers. It's The Last Call, only on Ausbiz. The Last Call is proudly presented by Australian Vintage Wines and Founders First. It is a lot of fun from four o'clock this afternoon, Eastern Daylight Time. We have people drop in. As Jumbay would just say, I talk a lot anyhow, but when I come on that show, I just talk even more. That's what it's about. It's about, you know, gossiping about the week and what's attracted everybody's attention. It's a lot of fun. Join us from four o'clock. All right, let's get into our next talk. And uh, Adam Shane wants a view on electro-optic systems. They're yeah. in the aerospace defence markets, they do everything from laser satellite uh, tracking systems to drone enclosures, the whole thing. They picked up a couple of contracts from the Australian government in yeah. the last couple of weeks as well. Yeah, so look, um, they've just come out, put, that, put out their 4C the other day and you know, I always look at how much cash they got in the bank because basically yep. that means if this thing needs to raise capital or how, how long it's going to survive. They've got a fair bit of cash in the bank, around $79 million at the moment. So. Well, well funded, and they've just, uh, as you said, won a couple of space contracts from the Commonwealth, but then also some defence contracts as well. 
these are small contracts, sort of five million dollars a piece. So it's not huge money, yeah. but it certainly it, uh, it it makes that their technology is is moving in the right direction. Yeah, it sort of gives it credibility more than anything. That's the word it? I was looking yeah. for, credibility. Yeah. So I don't know about you, Jean Bay, but I'm going to say it's a buy <laughs> because I think that um, trying to guess a consensus. Well, <laughs> I'm trying to see what you're going to go for. Uh, but look, I, I think you know this one is an interesting one. It's something a bit, little bit more spicy in your portfolio. Um, the, the stock has tracked well over the last six months, and I think that's that's probably uh, um, an indication of where the market's sort of thinking on this one. There's not been a lot of huge volatility. It hasn't recovered back to the pre-COVID highs, yeah. but it is moving along nicely. The big thing is, is, and they have talked about this, is getting a defence contract win in the US, and yeah. they have talked about that before the end of this year. Mm-hmm. So it could there could be a trade in this somewhere along the line if that defence contract comes through. I'm always cautious about defence contracts because with a stroke of a pen, they could say, no, nah, we're not interested. And then they lose 10 million, 50, 20, whatever million dollars yeah. on these contracts. And so I get a little bit cautious around that. But I think with the Australian government in there, the US government potentially coming through, I think this one's looking good and mm. it's a buy. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I'm going to put on the buy minus. Do we have that? <laughs> yeah, buy Koshi, minus. Is that something that we actually... <laughs> a cautious buy. A cautious yeah, yeah, buy. Yeah. Actually, just one thing you need to double check before. So I like it. I would put on a buy. Um, I think it's well leveraged to defence spend. And over the yeah. years, that you know, it's clearly demonstrated they have the right technology for all those things. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I think the, the main thing was, I remember a few months ago when they raised equity um, just after around that COVID period and when the oil price collapsed, they have a couple of really big contracts into Saudi Arabia. Now, um, I think those contracts were on hold. So it wasn't actually being delivered because there were some issues whether um, the contract was going to go through or whether, you know, the, 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 uh, the government over there changed their mind. And, yeah. you know, there was a bit of uncertainty there. But I think it's probably started moving now. Right. So that's just one thing to be on top of because they haven't really spoke about that since then. So I think mm. that's just one thing to double check. But otherwise, I think this business okay. uh, on the long term, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. All right. Mm. Um, thank you for that, Shang. And uh, next um, stock to look at uh, from David Jumbay is Aerometrics. Now, they're in the aerial mapping business as well, similar to, to Nearmap, mm. aren't they? And um, they've just uh, taken over um, a much smaller competitor recently called Spookfish Australia. Oh, what do you right, think okay. of uh, Aerometrics? Well, I think it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's Google, Google yeah. Maps, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. There, there are a few in that. That's right. There's yeah. quite a few. Yeah. So there's quite a few. So they, um, you know, I've seen the... So are these the Google Maps founders, uh, are they? Oh, no, I no think you're it, just saying it's the same technology. It's the same technology. Yeah. Yeah. So right. look, yep. essentially, so the idea is that, um, you know, because they are specialized into a lot of um, areas and Google Maps, of course, is just, you know, the, what I meant is more metaphorical. Because yeah, 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 yeah. Google Maps does everything, but yeah. they're not specialized into the building and everything. Yeah. Um, so they these are much more the detail. Exactly, the correct. detail. And these guys, if you look at Nearmap, which is the largest player um, in that specialized area, they actually have drones flying around and take pictures of everything. Mm. So it's actually very, very costly. Um, um, but my view of this sector is that there are quite a lot of those little ones coming up. They don't have scale. Uh, oh. Even near, back, near map is not uh, cash positive. So um, it costs money to build mm. a new market because you've got to send all those drones and go around and take pictures. Yeah. And then yeah. you've got to constantly take pictures to make sure it's live and accurate. And then on the back of that, you go and sell it. So, you know, it costs is up front and then you sell it second. 
and hopefully the next new person come in doesn't come up with a better technology. So for me, mm. it's a it's a very tough space. And Google, I don't know. My view is that look, Google has coverage of all of that. Will they yeah. decide to go into some of those areas themselves? I, yeah. I don't know because if they do, then you know they have got enough resources to go into those categories. Yeah. So um, yeah, so look at my view is that this one is very small. Um, yeah. You know, haven't got the scale, and even the one that got the scale, which is near map, is still not cash flow positive. So yeah. I think it's a tough space. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a no from me. I prefer a smaller business called 3DP, which is Point Terra. And the reason why I like 3DP versus some of these 3D surveying businesses is it's still exactly the same business. But um, Nearmap, um, and it, it goes down to the engineering platform that they use, which is a CAD platform. Mm. And that CAD platform is very large in data. And you need to be an expert one to run it, obviously an engineer. But then going forward, that data is absolutely massive. So you can't really walk around on a laptop and be working on these uh, engineering products or engineering designs without a huge computer that sits behind yeah. it. Yeah. 3DP or, or Point Terra have the ability then to get all of that stuff but put it onto a laptop and the data is a lot less. Ah. So you're able then so to it's move. easier to manage. Easier to yeah. manage, you're able to move around. Um, and other businesses like um, the movies mm. uh, in, in the US are using it to scope out various uh, where they're going to put their next scene because they can actually, with the technology they've got, they can run it off their laptop. So um, everyone's got their little points of difference. Yeah. And, I, and I think that that's something that, that I think is a point of difference and the data going forward. So no, it's a no for me. This stock's been sort of languishing. I think yeah. it's quite new to so the market. Yeah, is uh, a better option. 3DP, yeah, is, is, my, okay. is my pick in that right. space. Um, I love the, because uh, Google Maps was invented by two Australian blokes. And the reason Google is in Australia is because Google bought the technology but then couldn't get them a working visa in America. So I said, <laughs> we'll set up in Australia and build Google. Not for tax Google reasons. No. <laughs> All right, no, no. there you go. No, it's a really great story too. Just guys who came up and Google said, well, bought it from them and wow. we want you to come and grow the business here. Couldn't get a visa, we'll grow the business while you stay up. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> all right, um, Adam, Phil wants a view of Phineos Corporation. These are the, uh, again, another tech company providing yep. software for life, accident and health insurance industries. Um, just done a big deal with Prudential in the US as well. Yeah. So um, seen its share price move up. It did and then got hit the other day. So I think around that sort of $4 level where it got to yesterday and sort yeah. of now bounced a little bit to that 418 level, mm. it's a yes for me. I really like this business. Software as a service, great business. Yeah. Um, they have got more and more uh, um, uh, contracts in the US to come. And that is a massive space because basically these insurers now have so many different systems running around and this, this service can basically bring them all together and then make their business more efficient. And they've proven it here in Australia and they've got some good contracts here. They're moving over to the US. We've got a buy on it at Shores with our new tech analyst who just right. joined us two weeks ago. Mm. Uh, and this is his top pick in the sector. Is that right? Of all of the tech sector? Of all of the tech sector, this is his top pick. That's right. All right, jump back. Why did I get hit the other day? Uh, I don't know. 
Was it some founder or something? No, I heard, I, no, uh, Ords, Ords, Ords moved, moved, moved. Uh, no, they went from accumulate to a buy on the price movement, okay. but they did cut their share price by ten percent. Right. Okay. Okay. So maybe yeah. that could be it, but I don't know. Right. Okay. Yeah. So this business, I like this business too. Um, we participated in the IPO and we've done quite well out of it. Um, this business does remind me a little bit like Bivira, um, right. the the one that uh, with similar sort of idea, provide the digital platform for um, you know the old school institutions um, yep. to consolidate a lot of their you know different services and which functions. they do because they all use mm. as an excuse oh it's our legacy systems that's that we've right. inherited we exactly. can't be more efficient so you have companies like this going well we'll do it for we'll you we'll just do it for you and yeah. everything goes on and yeah. you know yeah. everything gets updated live and it's they need those things so yeah. i do think this business is in a good industry uh, good industry as in uh, shifting from the traditional assets into the new platform right. uh, lots of opportunities they got a couple of really good contracts and uh, management is pretty well regarded yeah. i think it's a buy mm. from me okay mm. all right uh, got him bring up that five-year chart again we on finios you got in on the ipo ipo so it's the, Gee, that's done all right, that's it. Two forty seven up to I didn't uh, hold on for long though. Four, oh. <laughs> You're, did you ride it up to the five forty? Uh, I two dollar <laughs> IPO it was. I think yeah, two, $2 I think we went IPO. to probably like just it's over done four. all right, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah it's, it's done only, quite well. Only a recent listing, end of last year. Yeah, I, right. I think, and if you look at the share price coming off and the like, it's um, it's uh, not recent, not today, and everything, but it's um, they were a part of the impacted by you know COVID and delaying yeah. contracts mm, and yeah. everything. Mm. But look, so it's sort of reasonable. You'll go back to level. Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, Jumbay. John wants a. Uh, we go from insurance to funeral homes. John wants a no new one on uh, Invo Care. Um, <laughs> Into funeral homes, cemeteries, crematorium. I didn't know they owned white lady funerals. Yeah. You see, there are eggs everywhere, don't you? Yep. Yeah. Uh, simplicity funerals, Singapore casket, 290 funeral locations, 16 cemeteries. Um, what do you think of Invocate? Uh, I think it's uh, it's in a challenging position at the moment, um, oh. simply because uh, you know because of COVID, people become more careful with the things they do. So so actually, people getting flu and the death rate is well down. Um, mm. You know, I think the normal flu number is down ninety nine percent, and this company's earnings very leveraged to mm. death rate. Um, you know, yeah. if it's down, um, you know, because it's all fixed cost, you can't take out the cost. Um, there's no variable cost, so the earning is looking pretty shaky. Um, although, on the other hand, though, now that we, with opening up, more people can attend funeral. Yeah. So per funeral, revenue is going up a little bit higher. Now, I think structurally, this business is going through some challenges as well. Um, previously, they operate in this industry where nothing changes. Yeah. Um, people don't move jobs and all of that, and there's not much competition. But that competition has picked up um, because of cheap debt, um, because of um, a, you know higher return in this space. We've seen quite a lot of players, even individual, um, started you know mm. making do, making their own center look better and things attracting customers and now there's online competition so people advertising their prices on, yeah. on the internet so all these price discovery just means the old um, big margin is not going to return so it is structurally challenged it's not cheap it's very defensive because earning will return yeah. but uh, this year earnings looking pr uh, pretty tough um, it's not cheap and look for me it's uh, and the CEO is uh, on the way out as well right. so for okay. me it's uh, it's it's a void right. oh, well it's a not void. It's it's so it's not it's a buy. A, it's not a buy. Okay, yeah. and you, um, you keep introducing all these new terms. <laughs> <It's a void>. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but also we need this list. Yeah, what does that what, mean? Yeah. They, they do have to disrupt themselves. Some of them just before COVID, 
um, I forget which one was doing a capital raise to uh, uh, to buy a, a, um, a liquor license. So, so have, a, have, have the funeral with us yeah. and stay for the wake because everyone was trending going from really somber funerals to just a big party, party. to see well, people the, off. Part of the reason is because actual funeral margin made out of actual funeral is thinner and thinner. Yeah. In the olden days... So they, you make it on the wine now. So you have to make it on the alcohol. Yeah. Mm. And uh, But the thing is, like the if you look at the actual coffin in the old days, uh, maybe 15 years ago, it used to cost up to $50,000. Proper wood, timber, beautiful. Yeah. And these days, the most Double premium box. wine is $3,000. Yeah. So the margin, mm. is it's not there. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, well, I agree with that. I mean... It, I'm really not fussed how I get put in the ground or if, no. if, if you even get put in the ground, I mean, a cardboard box would be fine with me. Um, I think, you know, to your point, um, they, they were so busy that they would be having these things every 30 minutes and they'd be just pushing people through. They really yeah. weren't mm. allowing them to have time to mm. be with their family and things like that. And so all these other places popped up where you were able to have a funeral. Maybe it's not a funeral home, but it's a, a church or a chapel or yep. somewhere where you can go and you can spend two hours there and you mm. can you know sort of do that. So that, that kind of thing where these guys were treating it very much as a business and yeah. moving people through, mm. I think that they lost the shine of potentially what a funeral was about and it's about uh, spending some time with your family. They did come in this half uh, with a net loss of $18 million and had revenue of $230 million, which is also down 5.7%. They did manage to pay a dividend, 5.5 cents, so that's actually quite good. But compared to last year, they paid 17.5 cents for the half or their interim dividend. So yeah. it is it is a lot lower right. than potentially what they have done. Yeah. The stock price hasn't really recovered since <clears throat> March. And maybe you could say there's some value there. I'm a holder of, uh, it's a hold for me on this stock. I think over over time, this should still continue to go back, but they went on a huge acquisition spree. They kept buying businesses, kept trying to go overseas yep. and buying that growth. And for <coughs> me, that, that organic yep. growth is far better uh, a way of metric to, to run a business. So yeah, it, it's going, it's some, through some challenging times and it is going to struggle, yep. so. Yeah, um, and we're all going to change our our habits like we're having no COVID deaths mm. really at the moment and we're having no flu deaths because mm. we're sanitizing our hands eight times a day yeah uh, and I wonder if we're going to keep doing that for years to come I remember right at the start of this I uh, interviewed the chief health officer and he said the big ripple effect because he said for a first world country our hygiene's not very good our personal hygiene we don't even right. think about it mm. right. this will make us think about it it might change the way we view it for 10 mm. years to come. Mm. And I reckon he's proving pretty right. I, I think absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Um, but do remember the death rate eventually will come. Um, so yeah. it just, the people don't, it doesn't happen this year, but eventually the long-term oh, yeah, average right. over, you know, whatever okay. many years Mortality, is 1%. Right? Yeah, yeah. is about 1% per annum. Mm, right. So, you know, this year, okay. obviously cycling last year, which has got big numbers and things, it's eventually by next year, it should right. look a little bit better. Okay. But right. it's also, sorry to labour this point, but it is also ingrained into my children mm. now yeah. to That's wash right. your hands and yeah. mm. sanitising not that much because it's... And coughing your elbow. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and like, you know, my son yeah. was sneezing this morning and, you know, cover your face, like, you know, yeah. all of these kinds of things that's mm. been ingrained into them. So potentially our cleanliness standard will yeah, rise with increase. the next generation. Yeah, yeah. Mm. absolutely. Maybe flu shot won't be so good in the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our final stock, Chris wants a view on Gold Road Adam, a gold exploration company, uh, mainly in, uh, in the WA, currently developing two projects. 
Yeah, so look, I mean, it's all about exploration for these guys. I don't know if they produce. They maybe. don't. They don't own the asset. They yeah. only own fifty percent. So, so. Um, for me, it, it, it's pretty much all about the gold price. And if they're in exploration, then um, you know, then you're right together with their subsidiaries. Mm. So they really just sort of joint venture, which is okay. I think that's all right. Mm. Directors have started to be been buying over the last sort of couple of weeks, so that's a positive. The stock is actually down a fair bit uh, on, on the back of. Um, a gold price that has also now potentially just found a level and now starting to move up. We mm. saw gold mm. moving higher last night. Yeah. Mm. Um, so really it's predicated on the gold price. It's, it's, it's predicated then on um, what you, what, where you are and, and all those kinds of things. One broker, Bells, have upgraded it to a buy. Um, for me, I think there's more exciting players out there. I, mm. I, Northern Star, we've talked about it, Evolution, mm. Gerg Boring, you can go some yeah. Newcrest, uh, or just buy the commodity, gold. Um, but it is one of those favoured WA businesses, and they yeah. always love their gold plays yeah, over yeah. there, and they'll get behind <laughs> it if there's a sniff of a good find. So uh, it's a trader stock. I, I, you'd be looking at the chart more on the fundamentals. This right. one mm. on the chart looks like there's some good support around that dollar thirty mark. So it's probably a little bit of a buy down there for for where it is today. Okay. All right. And and also Jumbo, in a, if you look at buying into a sector. You then have to rate it gold road against the other options. Don't mm, it is absolutely, yeah. especially for me, where um, you know, for institutional investor, we look at the entire sectors, right? Yeah. And then you make your assessment, going, okay, this one would do, yeah, probably with what the gold price is going to do, but what about the quality end? You yeah. have the Saracen Northern Star now merging, um, and they become a much larger option, and it's uh, you know, high, they've got growth, quality management, and all yeah. of that. Why wouldn't you buy that? You want to go smaller? What about Silver Lake? You know, it's yeah. a, that goes smaller as well, and this one sort of just further down the, um, right. the spectrum, the, the but channel. clearly it's underperformed. So, you know, there's potential for it to jump if they find new find and all of that. But, you know, we don't know. Um, so, yeah. you know, for me, I much prefer to be sitting the quality names than the others. Okay. All right. Let's recap the uh, the final five uh, stocks, Electro Optic, a yes uh, from both Adam and Jumbo. It goes into the calls portfolio. Uh, Aerometrics, um, a no from both. Adam prefers Pointera if you want to look in in that particular sector. Uh, Finios, a yes from both. It's already in the calls portfolio, so stays there Good. as a result. Invocare, a hold from Adam, a no from Jumbo, and a no on Gold Road from both because you know there are just some much better gold plays out there. Mm. And um, you've only got a finite number of stocks you can invest in, so why not go with the ones with the most potential? Jumbay Lou from Tribeca Capital, good to see you. Good Thank to see you, you. Thank you very in. much. Happy Friday. Adam Dawes from Shura Partners, have a good weekend as yes. well. Thank you. And uh, if you're looking for your next investment, don't forget the Startup Daily Show. Every day the team brings you companies that are seeking capital and all the latest in the startup sector. Uh, today, they are joined by the Chief Executive of Before Pay, Take Ayub, uh, as he embarks on a mission to do for salaries what Buy Now, Pay Later did for shopping. That's coming up on the Startup Daily Show, something a bit different. Uh, for our viewers on Twitter and Facebook, switch over to our app or our website to continue watching. There is a lot happening on AusBiz throughout the afternoon, and we will see you after the break. Thank you. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.